Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Phil Harvey. I'm an editor here at Light Reading. And today on the podcast, we're going slightly off topic. We're covering a specific event that's happening on uh, February 25th in Flint, Michigan. Um, it's a master class that's happening, and uh, it's using high-speed internet connectivity and low-latency uh, broadband and uh, some associated software to allow for a participatory, nearly real-time uh, masterclass happening between two locations. Um, the reason we're doing that is because at Light Reading, we cover the technology inside of the network and the networks themselves quite a bit. Um, one question we're always uh talking about in the background is what people are actually going to do with low latency broadband um, and fiber optic networks and 5G and fiber to the home and things like that. So this is one example of that. And we thought it's an interesting one because it uh, combines the arts, education, community development, and some exciting technology. Um, anyway, that's, that's the setup. Uh, the whole thing is uh, made possible. Uh, the event uh, that we're talking about here is made possible by U.S. Ignite. It's part of the National Science Foundation uh, project that was funded. It's called the uh, Smart Gigabit Communities Program. Uh, you can find out more about that at the National Science Foundation website or at us-ignite.org. So please enjoy the podcast. Uh, the, the guests are Dan Curran and Brandon Corder. Dan is the technology coordinator at Factory 2 in Flint, Michigan. Brandon Corder is the CEO of Beats and Beers, a lifestyle brand uh, also based in Flint, Michigan. And uh, I thank those gentlemen for being on the podcast. And I thank you for listening. Enjoy. Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast, uh, Dan Curran and Brandon Corder. Uh, thank you for joining, gentlemen. Thank Happy you. Happy to be here. Okay, uh, Dan, first of all, uh, uh, you're the uh, tech coordinator at Factory 2. Can you tell me what Factory 2 is in case I haven't sure. been to Flint, Michigan? I'll pretend like I haven't. It's kind of a misnomer in a way. Uh, we're known for our factories here, but Factory mm -hmm. 2 isn't a factory at all. It's a community maker space, and cool. we focus on providing access to members of the community to learn new skills or get their hands on tools that they might not be able to purchase or, or have in their garage. So we have 3D printers, laser cutters, uh, a whole host of the kind of woodworking tools that you might have seen in shop class in high school. Uh, mm -hmm. But if you haven't been to a high school recently, then you might not know that the the shop class isn't really there anymore. So we're, we're kind of filling those, um, those gaps for people who want to learn hands-on skills, um, but might not have an opportunity otherwise. Yeah. I'm, 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 uh, as a parent, I'm, I'm mixed emotions about whether the shop class was there or not. Cause I remember how cool it was and how, how fun it was to be hands-on, how interesting it was to learn how to use the stuff. I also remember what a, what a dope I was and how, how terrible I was around machinery, but <laughs> but yeah, I'm we have safety checkouts of <laughs> yeah. all of the, uh, all the, all the dangerous machines uh, that you can hurt yourself or <laughs> or hurt the machines themselves. Uh, we have courses that you have to take before you can actually. Use yes, them. no, that's I, I'm I'm glad to hear that. I, I just I I just had a flashback there. I was only saying that because you know I grew up in the time when you 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 know people were still smoking indoors, so it's that <laughs> right kind of thing. Uh, Brandon, uh, you're CEO of uh, Beats and Beers. Uh, I, I I'm gonna put a wrapper around that and say it's a lifestyle okay. brand. Is that kind of the. Perfect. Okay. Like I'm so really, um, really surprised that, uh, you know, just right off the back, you came with that definition. 
That's that was perfect. Yeah, it well, it's like but you yeah. have a lot going on, and I thought I, I thought it all it all ties together. Um, the podcast, the YouTube channel, the music stuff. It's like it, it all it all knits together. But it's like I couldn't um, I couldn't quite. That that was the best I could come up with. I'm glad I was in the ballpark. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Like that's perfectly how I how I usually describe it. I mean, we're most known for like our events and festivals and uh, stuff like that that we put together. Kind of just all around um, the, the country, but we have like the little stuff, uh, other little branches off the, mm-hmm. I mean, like you mentioned the podcast, the, um, I mean, Beats and Brunch. And I mean, this is another extension of that Beats and Broadband. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's, it's a bunch of things. And like you said, it ties, it all kind of ties together because it's all in like a same vein situation, but you know, yeah. lifestyle brand would, would encompass it all perfectly. Okay, cool. Good. Um, I, I, uh, yeah, beats and broadband is what we're here to talk about today. And I, I kind of want to, it's a, it's a specific event, but it, what's, you know, what's great about it being under, under the, uh, umbrella of what, of what you do, Brandon, is that it sounds like it could, could get a lot bigger, could go anywhere over time. But, uh, for yeah. this specific event, um, who's involved and, and sort of what's happening, you know, what, what are people going to be, uh, uh consuming? Cause I know this is going to be on Facebook live, uh, as, as a, as a live broadcast, I guess. Um, so, and it's going to take place at factory Two partially. Um, let, uh, that's all I know. Let's fill in the gaps. <laughs> Go ahead, Dan, take the floor. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so the, the whole purpose is, to connect people who wouldn't normally be connected um, and to use technology to do that. So the event that's happening on January 25th is a sort of a hip hop masterclass where we'll have February February 25th. What did I say? You said January, but you said January. (laughs) That's my son's reminiscing. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) the, the event that's going to be happening on February 25th is a hip hop masterclass in we're using the uh, the Lola technology to bridge a gap that we wouldn't normally be able to bridge, which is having two people in two different places live together at the same time. Um, and we can talk more about the the technology later on. But as a as a pilot program, this is between Factory Two and the Flint Cultural Center Academy, uh, which is a charter school in Flint. Uh, it's actually a really cool school. They are on the campus of our cultural center with the Institute of Arts, the Institute of Music, um, the Sloan Museum. And so those kids have a lot of opportunities uh, that normal students at a traditional public school wouldn't have uh, just because they're so integrated into that cultural center campus. Uh, but in terms of the event itself, we'll have a little bit of uh, hip hop performance and then a little bit of teaching and interaction with the uh, the students there. So we're Excellent. definitely going to take advantage of that low latency, um, high speed network connection. And um, and I think Brandon could probably speak a little bit more to the actual content of the show, mm-hmm. but that's definitely the high level overview. Yeah, that's a pretty good uh, overview. But like Dan said, the performance piece. Um, there's a, um, the artist's name is This Life We Lead. And so there's a, uh, 
he's an artist, and then there's a, a band and DJ also. So there'll be the performance piece, then there'll be some interaction just with the kids, getting them involved, like with the music, obviously showing off the uh, the technology and how it all works with the low latency. Um, and then there'll be some educational pieces, obviously tied into that. And like you said before, it's in hopes that, you know, we can grow this thing into, you know, something bigger and something more than we even expected it to even grow into. Yeah, that's great. Now, I've I've been, um, you know, one of the more inspiring things from the pandemic so far has been the the creativity that musicians have shown from, you know, know, in terms of reaching out, reaching their audiences and stuff like that. Yeah. And the craziest thing is that we've been working on this for about, I would say is close to a year and a half. Oh, okay. And so this was prior, we were supposed to actually get it done prior to a pandemic was even, you know, thought of. And now that the pandemic has happened, it made it even, you know, even more crucial. It's Mm -hmm. even more useful because we do all these things through streaming now. So I feel like it's perfect timing, you know, for it, and maybe it didn't happen when we initially wanted it to happen, you know, for a reason. The purpose is definitely better served now. Well, just to set the stage for everybody, the, the, um, you know, the, the music, you know, the music performance, like I watch, you know, Nora Jones in her, her living room all the time, you know, on Facebook live doing just little concerts right there at her piano. But the thing about those are, you know, sure you can comment and stuff like that, but it's really just a one way thing. This, this is, is, you know, not only, um, so the students are going to be in one place, they're going to be at the, um, at the charter school. Um, the musicians, are they going to, uh, be in the, in the, in the artist, are they going to all be together or are they going to be in two different places? Um, they'll be, they'll be together, the musician and, uh, the musicians and the artists and then the kids will be separate, but they will be, you know, arguably miles apart and, yeah, the, yeah, and and interacting in a way that necessitates a real time response. There can't, there, there's not going to be any room for, uh, especially when music's involved. You know, you can't, <laughs> like a, like on a podcast conversation or whatever, you can't wait for somebody to catch up or or, or whatever. It's got to be right there in the moment. Um, uh, so that's that's going to be interesting. And you're, you know, I, I think that's also part of the, uh, I guess the the instructional part is what, um, what are you, what are you going to be showing the kids or teaching them to kind of, you know, pull them into the, uh, uh, the masterclass portion of it? Yeah. So ironically enough, the artist, um, his day job, he's a, uh, teacher, um, history, yeah, history teacher in uh, specific. So, um, I can't speak to too much of what exactly he'll be teaching, but I know we'll be using some of the, the music to actually like, you know, just tie some of that type of stuff in. But with him actually being a, you know, he's a, he's a a teacher in real life, you know, it just, it just, I don't know. It just all worked out like perfectly and kind of seamlessly like that. It's it's really ironic that he's really a teacher. So (laughs) that's great. No, but, but it's a, it's, it's one of those things that I've always, you know, we, we were always talking about this, you know, in the publication I work for about the, what are the applications people are going to use, you know, when they get fiber to the home, when they get 5g, when they get these kind of, uh, ultra broadband technologies and, you know, it does open up a completely new avenue to learning, but also to enjoying, you know, 
music. And, um, and, and that's why I'm, I'm really thrilled that you guys are doing this. I can't wait to see it because I do, I do really like the idea of, uh, opening up that, um, that extra dimension to learning where you get to be participatory and kind of real time with it. That's, that's, that, that definitely changes the experience from just, you know, like I was saying earlier, sort of having someone talk at you <laughs> and you taking yeah. notes. Yeah, that's definitely from just live streaming experience. One of the things that just trying to make it interactive, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the struggle, like with yeah. live streaming or the attention span, you know, like unless yeah. it's like an artist that you're really, really, you know, into, then, I mean, and even then it's still hard to sit through you know, a live stream without any type of, you know, interaction. I mean, the comments can be fun, but yeah, there's always so many like, you know, heart dog emojis or whatever that (laughs) that you can put up with and then, (laughs) then your mind starts to drift. But uh, yeah, if you're, if you're in the, you know, you're part of the performance essentially at some point. And once you, once you get people there, I mean, I know how, um, you know, my son's uh, deeply into music and he's part of a choir and it's like, you know, that is the one thing that, the pandemics kind of robbed him of is being able to sing properly in a choir with blended voices in that way. There's just not, you know, zoom is great, but there's no option. There's no thing. And latency Mm -hmm. is exactly why it's that, that part. So, um, uh, Dan, uh, what, you know, from the technology side, what are some of the things underpinning this that make it possible? Um, what, what are we, uh, what, is this something that just anybody can do, or is this something that we had to kind of set up um, specially for this performance? I think the most important underpinning is that high-speed network, mm-hmm. and um, and not just a high-speed download, but also a, a high-speed upload, mm-hmm. um, because we are sending very lightly compressed video and audio in both directions, <clears throat> and that the the way that we um the way that we chop up the video in terms of frames it it really um i think the most important thing is that high speed network that allows us to do low latency communication um getting the latency below a certain point and i don't remember the exact number maybe it's 10 milliseconds or, or 20 milliseconds. Uh, yeah. But there's a certain threshold where the human brain recognizes the latency. Mm-hmm. And from a musical performance standpoint, that really just saps the energy out of the the interaction. Once you get down below that threshold, it really starts to feel live uh, that you're in the same place with the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having the, the high-speed... Maybe it's fiber to the home. Um, in our case, we're using uh, a more academic network. Uh, we're connected to Merit as an ISP uh, that serves okay. both the school and Factory 2. Uh, so having the, the full duplex gigabit connection is the first thing. Uh, but the second enabler is software that has become popular through Internet 2 uh, called Lola. And it's a, it's actually called Lola for all, um, Lola meaning low latency. And, uh, I believe it was developed by an Italian research group, um, sort of an academic thing. Uh, but then internet too has sort of taken the helm in popularizing it. 
And what that software does is that it uh, it synchronizes two machines together um, so that they're both sending and both receiving the low latency audio and video. And um, and you know it has some some encoding and and uh, compression or or lack of compression um, uh, capabilities. And then I think the third enabler is that these machines, the the actual hardware that is doing the transcoding and the network uh, connections, um, they're all designed from the ground up to have as low latency as possible in the entire signal chain from the network to the processor, to the RAM, even to the audio devices, to the video devices. Um, they've, they've been engineered to take all of the latency out as possible. Um, it just to, to have some um, forgiveness in the, the whole signal chain from, from one end to the other, literally miles apart. Uh, so this, in our case, we're doing it within the city of Flint. Um, but this same technology has been used to go across the globe. Um, and as long as you can meet those, uh, I don't know if it's 10 or 20, sec- 20 millisecond um, loop of latency, uh, you can mm-hmm. do some pretty cool things in terms of uh, simultaneous and, and essentially live but separate uh, performances. Oh, that's pretty, pretty, uh, so, so it's not the, it's not a setup. I can just call Comcast and get them to hook up for it. <laughs> it's um, a little bit more no, sophisticated. No, I, I don't think that. so. Um, <laughs> but as the software grows in popularity, it'll definitely become more and more mainstream. Uh, it's oh, a little great. bit of a supply and demand thing right now where there mm-hmm. are so few people who have true fiber connections in their home. Um, it doesn't make yeah. sense to develop this as a product or service. But I think as the capabilities grow, um, I could definitely see uh, sort of a set-top box just for Lola that could put two people in the same room virtually or maybe start to do mm-hmm. two or three or four as the, the network capacity grows. Yeah, Very I mean, cool. I, I definitely hope that uh, it grows and we can people can do it from, you know, home regularly and we raise the demand for things like this and yeah now it's a i just feel like it's a perfect time for people to really understand the importance of it more so than before like it would have been a cool thing before but now since everybody has been forced into streaming some type of way like the live streaming situation they understand it a little a little better i mean including myself like (laughs) i've had to learn you know a number of things about just video streaming, whether it's through Zoom or StreamYard or whatever the case is. So that's a great point. It's it's the uh, the situation we're in has kind of forced us all to um, you know get get an education that maybe we didn't want before. <laughs> about, right, about and learning. it's forcing us to see the limitations of the tools that we yeah, have at our that's disposal. What I was about to say. It's it's the wall we're all running into at the same time. Of you know, like oh my, you know, I tried to do that, but I can't you know, do this or every time I do it, they're a second behind me or something like that. If you try to play an instrument with somebody who's somewhere else, you, you know, that doesn't, you know, work too well. I'm still hearing, um, you know, following, uh, you know, local radio shows and stuff like that in our area and how they've had to kind of, um, you know, they, they can't all be in a studio together. So they've fixed, 
um, you know, duct taped some things together and kind of figured out ways to extend the studio across a couple of different houses and still be broadcasting and, you know, with very little delay. And it's, it's not trivial. It's uh, that, that's what I want to kind of, you know, impart. I think everybody in our audience knows that, but it's like the, the, you know, you all are working on a specialized network with um, some pretty incredible software to kind of, you know, keep it all held together, but that, you know, it's, it's both at the same time remarkable, but hopefully like Brandon was saying, hopefully it's, it's going to be a little bit more of a commodity in the next, uh, you know, few months and years, because the need for this is certainly out there. And I think people, I think people in the pandemic totally recognize that. Um, I hope that artists more, you know, and Brandon, I was going to ask you like, what, what do you think the impact would be? I mean, as a parent, I know the impact is what's, what the impact is likely to be on, on the kids receiving this. It's, it's going to be amazing. They're going to love it. They're, you know, um, but, but as, but as art, you know, as a artist and musicians, what do you think, uh, uh, how do you think they're going to process, you know, seeing something like this happening? I think it's going to be huge. I mean, again, like it's just the time that uh, we're we're in. But I think it's going to be huge now because I think before a lot of artists or whoever weren't trying to live stream like shows. And now that everybody was kind of forced into that, they understand the problem, you know, with actually doing that. So now I feel like it's going to be huge. I mean, it could be groundbreaking. I mean, you think of like these, they're live streaming like these festivals and all types of stuff now. So this, I mean, could be cutting edge, you know, technology and hopefully that's what it, what it becomes. And we're, I'm excited to be like on the cusp of like that uh, on the ground floor, you know, with it, cause it could grow into something that, yeah, we're not even, imagining and just imagine if we were able because the main thing with live stream shows our people are like it's just not the same feeling whatever the case is but imagine if this technology was the technology to give people that feeling or as close a feeling as possible you know from the comfort of their own home so i think it's going to be huge and I think it's something that will extend beyond the pandemic too. Um, it seems like, you know, the, the need for this will continue all the way through because what's, what's better than, you know, opening up a performance to even more people or opening up a class to even more students or, you know, reaching out beyond that. It's also going to, you know, uh, as so many things have already, um, I think underscore the need for real broadband, you know, not the, not the, cheapest thing the cable company or the telco can get away with selling, but, you know, actual fiber, you know, fiber connected, uh, uh, fast up, fast down kind of, boy, listen to me with all the tech terms, uh, but, you know, <laughs> super fast broadband that's, that has a super fast upload speed because that's, that's going to be the gating factor on, on, um, a lot of this stuff. And if we can't do it to every single house or every single apartment building, we've at least got to wire things like schools and libraries and, you know, city facilities and, and like, you know, maker spaces and places that, um, you know, community centers and places where people gather so that they can at least enjoy these things on a, you know, on a semi-regular basis. 
Um, exactly. and, and, and I'll get off the soapbox now, but, uh, <laughs> is there, uh, anything else you guys wanted you. to add about this? I, w- I wanted to kind of wrap up. Okay. I'd, I would say, um, the, uh, the pandemic has really brought into focus how much fiber or how much internet service is a part of our daily lives. Uh, and I, I'd really like to see us start treating it more like a, a utility, uh, and less like a, a luxury item. Yeah, that's it's well put, and and I and I want to see. I mean, again, my bias is is I'm wearing it on my sleeve, but I <laughs> I want to see more kids exposed to more kinds of music earlier and more often in more interesting ways because there's just no there's there's just nothing better than watching your kid like you know click and and really connect to music in a way that you know that you didn't or or to appreciate an artist for a completely different reason than you know than maybe you did um it just it makes it makes their life better it gives them a great reference point for so many things and uh and i think it turns them into you know, if it doesn't turn them into math whizzes, it, it turns them into thinking like math whizzes and problem solving and that sort of thing. I mean, you know, with uh, especially with hip hop music, because it's such a uh, it's the the base of it is such a everything about it is such a building block. You know, it's just like this thing that Tetris is all these things. Tetris isn't a verb yet, but I'm working on it. But it puts all these things together, you know, kind of in real time. And I think. I think that's a great way for kids to think. It's just, it seems like it works. Um, let me read one quick thing because I, uh, let's, let's make sure to uh, recognize that the event sponsored uh, by US Ignite and it's part of the National Science Foundation funded Smart Gigabit Communities Program. You can find out more about that at us-ignite.org and that will keep them from uh, from coming after me. Uh, so we, we've, uh, <laughs> we've given them credit for underwriting this thing. Um, okay. Uh, Dan, uh, uh, any, uh, anything to, uh, plug or any, uh, uh, last, last words before we sign off? I don't think so. Um, thanks so much for having us on the podcast, Phil. It's sure, been a really fun conversation. My, my pleasure, Brandon, anything from you, anything you want to plug or anything you want to point people to? Same. Thank you for um, for having us uh, here. And okay. yeah, definitely interesting uh, conversation. Um, look forward to more in the future. Hopefully we'll have be back on here again talking about how it all expanded. And yeah, yeah, we got a great thing going. That, w- that would be fantastic. So this is a, a Beats and Broadband, February 25th, uh, happening in Flint, Michigan, but it's going to be available on Facebook Live. And if I can, I'll get the, the link and put that in the show notes. If it happens and I, I you know, and we miss the live link, uh, those of you hearing this on light reading, I'll, I'll go back and put it in the, uh, the thing. I know you guys will email me and tell me to do it. So I'll make sure I, I'll do it. Uh, anyway, thanks very much for being on the light reading podcast. Thank you. Phil. Thank you. Thank you.